Looking for coffee that can finally give you the flavor and experience you have been missing? Then your next coffee order should be from SeaStateCoffee.com. SeaState Coffee is premium, hand-selected, highest-grade available coffee that is roasted on order, delivered fresh to you. And right now, you can take not 10, but 20% off your order by using the code GRIND20. That's G-R-I-N-D and the number 20 for 20% off your Sea State Coffee order. Head over to SeaStateCoffee.com so you can enjoy the smoothest and most caffeinated coffee available. Start your day off right with Sea State Coffee. This week on the Route 16 Grind. In the outdoor update, I'll provide you an update on my personal discussions with fellow citizens on the Open Fields Doctrine. And from the field, I'll provide you some resources that you can use to help build on your hunting knowledge. And the rock, mud, and dirt, we have a special guest from Going Coastal Jeep Club. Then we wrap up the show with a cup of joe. Route 16 Grind, Episode 31. There be pirates aboard! Welcome to the Route 16 Grind, the podcast for outdoor adventurers. If you wheel, hunt, fish, overland, or are an all-around adventurer, this podcast is for you. Each week, we pour a cup of sea steak coffee and talk about informative topics, the gear, and the training that can help you have a successful outdoor adventure. We have amazing contributors and some great conversation. So, grab your cup, sit back, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to the Route 16 Grind. I am your host, Brian. I'm so glad to be here. I got not necessarily the longest show this time. We got some, I got a lot of things going on this week, but I do have some great content that I want to bring out. I did go back out and kind of did some my own research on this open fields doctrine uh, here in North Carolina. I got some things to talk about that. More or less, I, I went out and talked to some people uh, as well. And then in from the field, I have a couple of resources I'm going to share with you. I hope you enjoy. In the Rockman of Dirt, we got a great dude uh, joining us from Golden Coastal Jeep Club. Going to tell us a little about that and a special event that they'll be doing. So grab that cup of Sea State coffee, kick back, and enjoy the show. We appreciate your posts and feedback. One of the best ways to help the show out is to post a five-star review with your feedback on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. This helps us grow the Route 16 Grind audience, and we get a chance to hear from you. So if you love the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts today. The Outdoor Update is brought to you by Tuffy Security Products. Having your vehicle broken into is not a laughing matter. Trust Tuffy Security Products to stop opportunistic thieves. Tuffy is the industry leader in automotive security and provides peace of mind when you walk away from your rig. Durable and easy to install. Tuffy Security Products has adventure-ready consoles, drawers, and lockboxes available for you to organize your rig and secure your gear. Visit TuffyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. Remember to lock it up. Welcome back to the Outdoor Update, the weekly segment where we provide you the stories, news, and information from the recent going-ons in the outdoor world. So this week, I went ahead, uh, obviously last week you guys knew, if you listened to episode 30, that um, <clears throat> Open Fields Doctrine just really put me to a boil. Um, I was just very upset by the fact that that is something that you know our government finds, hey, it's okay and it's cool to, to operate that way. 
And for those of you who may not be familiar uh, with the Open Fields Doctrine, uh, definitely go back and listen to episode 30, go in the show notes, read the uh, article in there. The summary of it is this. uh, The Fourth Amendment only applies to where your house, the articles inside, the contents, and your immediate domicile, essentially, immediate residence. And then anything on your property outside of that, the Fourth Amendment technically does not apply to. This has been upheld by the Supreme Court for like the last hundred years. And you know what? I was like, and I still am. I was like blown away by the fact that I did not, I was unaware of this. So this past week, on this last weekend after the show, I went out and I actually spoke to some just random people about, hey, did you, were, were you aware of it? I did not find one person that was aware of it. Uh, Joe Jurgensen actually was in uh, Durham this past weekend, and I, I drove up there uh, to her event. Typically, libertarians are kind of more in the know when it comes to stuff like that. I did not find one person there that was aware of it. Uh, to include uh, the gentleman that was running for governor here in North Carolina. His name was Steve. I, I will butcher his last name, but um, he was a libertarian candidate for uh, for governor here in North Carolina, and he wasn't aware of it. It is something that really bothered me. So I went out and I wrote the North Carolina Wildlife Commission. I spoke, uh, emailed their uh, law enforcement division. I wrote a very professional, nice letter, email, I should say, and just outlined all these things, put in those references. And I just, essentially, I was trying to just, hey, what is y'all's stance on this? Is this something, if I was a large property owner or a small property owner, you know, I was a farmer, I put all these different scenarios in there that I should be concerned about, you know, you all coming on to the property and just placing up cameras at will and, and just following my livelihood, if you will. And I have yet to get a response back. And I'll be honest, I'm not saying that negatively. I, I mean, uh, right now, those guys, they do have their hands filled. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. Uh, you guys are law enforcement. I respect everything you guys do. But it is one of those uh, valid questions. You know, how does your department pursue something like this? On top of it, if there's something I'm missing far as with this open fields doctrine that, hey, you know, it's good to do this because I will tell you this, this is something that I, I really think you're going to have to explain in depth and really try and convince me, not just because the law says so, et cetera. Uh, there have been plenty of laws in our history that weren't necessarily something that was we should have followed, and we've took them off the books. I, I really want to understand why anybody out there feels that it's okay for the federal government, state government, local government to just go on your property and if your long as they're not doing anything in your domicile, your residence, it's okay. They can just wander in and out as they wish. I, I just don't see that being appropriate because you know what? As a private citizen, if I went and did that on your property, right? Trespassing, you would call me up, I'll be trespassing. I probably get arrested, I get a fine, etc. Why is that not the case for law enforcement? Now, getting back to talking to just average people, I'm telling you, I literally just talked to people. I was at Walmart. I asked a couple people, hey, have you ever heard of Open Fields Doctrine? I talked to a couple people at work. I asked about that. There was not one person. I literally can probably say I talked to about at least 50 people. No one was aware of it. So if you're one of these people that actually owns property uh, out there, and I, I would actually say large or small. I live kind of in the suburbs, and I have about a, just under an acre of property. Um, I'm not really going to hold any ground there, but if you're one of these people that have probably some good piece of land, good chunk of it, maybe you have uh, some uh, 
property that you own that you haven't built on yet, these are things that you may want to go ahead and research and find out. Maybe you are a property that, you know, leases as far as letting hunters come on board. Maybe you allow, you know, uh, people to crop on your property, etc. I would love to hear from somebody out there to discuss this. If you had a personal story to share about it, I would love to hear about hear from you about this. I think from the story that I shared in episode 30, it was obviously something that was targeting uh, the hunters on those properties, but there's got to be more to it. There has to be more to it. And I would love to know what that more to it is. I'm hoping to hear back from the North Carolina Wildlife uh, Management Office here, as far as the law enforcement division. I'm going to keep writing them. I'm going to get with some of my elected officials in my area, at least the ones that I vote for directly, and just kind of walk the dog on that as well. Um, obviously, with election year, this is something I would like to kind of get out there and kind of get an understanding because it does matter to me because this matters that the person I'm going to vote for is somebody that's going to look at this, say, hey, you know, this is right or wrong. I love the fact that other states have said no to this. You know, like the, I think Montana was one of those states said, hey, yeah, we're not going to recognize that. No way, shape or form. So why can't North Carolina do it? And on top of it, you need you all need to find out why can't your state do it? This is not something you would allow. If you would not allow just a common person to walk around your property, put up cameras, and do all that, and they don't have the power of government, why would you allow government to do that? That's really my question. And I'm not one of these big conspiracy guys, but I like my privacy. And I'm a huge advocate for individual rights. That is one of the things that I love about doing the things that I do. I feel more free doing those things, getting outside, enjoying the freedom. You hear people say that all the time, man, I enjoy all the freedoms that we have. We're so fortunate. We're so lucky. Well, if we do not fight for these freedoms, we do not fight for these rights that are ours. They're absolutely ours. They were not given to us. They are our right simply by existing. Then we will lose them. We will absolutely lose them. So I'm going to keep pursuing this. I'm going to keep looking up and I'm going to probably keep bringing it back up every now and then on this podcast. And I would love for some contribution here. If you guys have personal stories, like I said before, please share them and please go ask your neighbors about it and make people aware of this. This is something that we need to bring to attention. Open Fields Doctrine. I will put that uh, article from episode 30 back in the show notes so you guys can read that. And then if you want, again, I covered it a little bit in episode 30. You can go back there and listen to the episode as well. The only way that you're going to keep these rights is if you fight for them. Do not let them go. The Red Warren Badge says you're equipped to handle anything, ready to conquer any challenge that may come your way. That badge has stood for off-road excellence for more than 70 years. During that time, we haven't stopped innovating or striving for perfection. Be ready. Be prepared. Go Warren. When you hear the calls, you know we have a report from the field. Regardless if you're a new hunter or an experienced hunter, right now, if you want to get some extra training, it's kind of a challenge. Uh, The events that normally would be going on have been canceled. A lot of the group gatherings have been canceled. Uh, A lot of training opportunities have been canceled. So what do you do right now? You want to get some more knowledge. You want to gain some more. How do you get that? Well, I'm going to talk about two resources, and they're not the only resources. They're just kind of examples to kind of steer you in places that you can go to, but also help you look for new opportunities. The first one I'm going to talk about is the Missouri Department of Conservation. 
they have a lot of online training classes. Uh, one of the classes that they're having is the introduction to shotgun. That is on August 24th. So this uh, program promotes uh, shotgun safety, the operation, shooting fundamentals, the maintenance, and the safe storage. So if you're not really sure how to use a shotgun, never used one, whatever, this might be something that's really good for you. And the shotgun is kind of like that universal... Uh, you know, rifle that you can utilize to go out there and pretty much hunt for anything. You can use it for squirrel hunt. You can use it for bird hunt. You could use it to hunt deer. So it's probably one of those great classes that you can take and you can get really comfortable with sh- shotgun and really go out there and do multiple different hunts well, with it. And another class that they're doing is, believe it or not, introduction to duck hunting. So if you're somebody like me, never in my life have I gone duck hunting. And if you guys remember when one of the last times that Chuck was on here, he was talking about going duck hunting with some friends and he really enjoyed it. And he used to make fun of duck hunters and pretty much now he's kind of turned into one, right? Well, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll take a look at it. Uh, if you guys remember, I did tell you I got my tags and guess what's one of those tags? Yep. I went and got my freaking duck stamp. So I might go duck hunting this year. Well, I've never been. So on August 25th, same thing, Missouri Department of Conservation, they have a class from experienced instructors who will tell you how to do identification of different types of ducks, uh, the habits, the habitats, regulations. Now, remember, this for me, I live in North Carolina, so regulations will be a little bit different. I need to make sure to study my regulations in my state. But, you know, safety hunting strategies, that's universal. The equipment, the care that you need to take to. So if you pretty much have never done duck hunting, this might be something that's really good that you can try out. This, again, if you go on the Missouri Department of Conservation website and you, and I'll put the, sh- uh, the link in the show notes, there is a buttload of different training things, seminars like bird watching, fishing, you name it, it's all on there. But the other thing that you can check out, like, what if you're a person you want to go deer hunt or maybe you have gone deer hunt, but you never really processed your harvest? You never really got down and deboned and did all that kind of stuff to where you take your deer, you fully harvest it, you put it in a cooler, you take it back, and you, you essentially make your own burger, sausage, and cuts from it. Well, guess what? The New Hill Educational Mentoring Program, you can find them on pe- uh, Facebook at, at N-E-W-H-E-M-P. They have a course that is actually going on the 20th of August. So when this show posts, you'll be able to go on there that evening at 7 p.m. It's deer processing, deer processing field to freezer. You are going to learn how to field dress, debone your deer using tools commonly found in your kitchen. Now, this is also with the assistance of the North Carolina Wildlife Resource Commission, Duke Energy, North North Carolina Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, North Carolina Wildlife Federation, and ActionPackerOutdoors.com. They are partners within this training seminar. Now, again, I'm going to try and hit them up, see if they're going to record this, if they're going to have some other ones. But one thing, too, while you're there, make sure to check out the New Hill Educational Training Program. Go through their about page. They offer free interactive interactive hunting education experiences to adults new to deer hunting in North Carolina and those who don't have a network experience for hunters. So, again, this is one of the places if you hit me up and I can't get to you or I, or I may not know somebody in the area, I might send you up to these guys this is a good way if you guys are just thinking about it right now i mean deer hunting season is coming along guys it's almost here september's coming you should be out there scouting all that stuff but if you really want to get out there you want to get outside want to take this challenge on 
This is a great group. They're going to give you training. They're going to give you classes on the tree stands, all sorts of stuff. This is not something where it's just like, all right, man, here's a gun. Here's some shells, you know, go for it. This is some, this is a really great group you should check out. So it's resources like this that are available. It's not just, oh, well, I can't find anything. We have the internet, everybody. The the information is there. We just need to resource it. We need to find it. If you're like me, YouTube's probably your go-to when it comes to a lot of stuff like this. But I hope you guys will take the time to check out New Hill Educational Mentoring Program on Facebook and online, the Missouri Department of Conservation Both organizations have a lot of class, a lot of training opportunities for you. And of course, those links will be in our show notes. We'd like to feature your success in outdoor adventure. So shoot the pics over to us with a brief story. Route16.com and select contact. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com and select contact. For over 20 years, PowerTank has been the leader in high-performance portable CO2 air systems. A PowerTank is the ideal air source to air up tires, reseat tire beads, run air tools, and more. It's the only portable air system that can air up a 40-inch tire in under a minute and is backed by a limited lifetime warranty. A power tank does not require electricity and operates silently. See for yourself why power tank is the number one air source for Jeeps, 4x4s, RVs, construction crews, and hunters by going to powertank.com. Take your rig to the next level with the Nexon Rodian MTX. Featuring an aggressive tire design that's extremely versatile for on- and off-road driving. Each tire boasts a dual sidewall design that allows you to customize the look of the tire on your rig. The Nexon Rodian MTX might have rugged traits, but thanks to its patented tread block design, road noise is minimized. Nexon's innovative technology, state-of-the-art manufacturing, and award-winning designs have ensured Nexon is not an industry secret anymore. When you need performance on the road and the trail, choose Nexon. Welcome to the Rock, Mud, and Dirt, the segment where I talk about the people, brands, products, and events from the off-road world. This week, I have Mike, a.k.a. Captain Vane from Golden Coastal Jeep Club. Mike, welcome to the Route 16 Grind. Thank you, Brian. It's an honor to be here with you. Yeah, thank you so much for taking us. I know I just hit you up recently, and we're like, yeah, let's do this. Hey, man, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself? All right, Brian. Uh, well, uh, I'm a, I'm a father of two young, young girls. Uh, my, my wife and I have been married for about 11 years and, uh, we really like the outdoors and spending time either hunting, fishing, uh, off-roading, whatever the case may be. And then, uh, we got into the Jeep life, uh, about, uh, I don't know, I'd say about the eight years ago. And, uh, we just, uh, took off from there that Jeep Jeeps have opened up so much uh, extra activities for us and taken us so, uh, so many different areas um, that uh, weren't available before. And um, <clears throat> we just kind of went from there, um, you know, and happened to be down in Corova Beach um, on the beach one day with some friends of mine. And we're sitting there and we're, we're talking about the Jeeps and everything else and, you know, about uh, what what all we could do and get people together um, as a community to do things. And we just uh, jokingly said, Hey, let's, let's form our own Jeep club. And, uh, you know, I kind of cracked the joke saying, yeah, let's, uh, let's do a, we'll call it going coastal. And uh, it kind of took off from there. I went home that day from the beach, uh, started a Facebook page and started inviting my friends that 
didn't necessarily have to have Jeeps, but uh, loved the uh, off-road and loved the outdoors and stuff like that. And it just has grown from there. And that was back in 2014 we started. And uh, it's uh, now our club is over 4,000 members. Oh, wow. And uh, and we're, we're not, uh, you know, we look at it as not just a club. It's more of a community. And we we not just one type of off-roading like we started on the beach that's that's our thing we love the beach and that's kind of how we got the you know the pirate uh type uh, theme going for our club and everything else but uh, we do so much other things just besides the beach i mean we do off-roading in the mountains um you know we, of course we do the beach runs um, but we do so many other things as well, you know, we'll even down to like just going to the, uh, the drive-in movies and hanging out. It's more of a community and a bond and a friendship among people that have like, uh, along the same lines and so forth. Yeah, man. I tell you in a little background, I probably mentioned it before, not uh, podcasts or earlier shows, but so how I came connected with y'all was through the Outer Banks Jeep Jam. Um, normally there's an event out in Outer Banks, uh, that was run by for a while by uh, a pair. I don't really remember the two guys that ran it and then they just cut loose. Uh, and then you guys stepped up as a club cause you're like, Hey man, we still got to do something. And I got wind of it and I was able to make it out there. And you guys in like less than, I want to say two or three months put together. And it was probably one of the best organized events with you guys had stuff for kids. You had, you know, food, you had a beer garden, you had, you know, everything was just so organized passes. I, I've been, uh, you, you know me, I, I got around, man. And I've been all the big events, small events, whatever. And your organization, and then on top of it, just the entertainment and the people were just amazing. And then the the rigs themselves, some of the most beautiful rigs I've ever seen anywhere were at your event. And you guys did all that in less than three months' time, and it just flopped on you. Uh, that's how I met you guys. And I can tell you, man, like that type of club and that type of community, uh, it's an amazing thing. And, and you guys always have a special place in my heart with that. Now, you have another event coming up, right? Yes, sir, we do. It's called the uh it's called Butts on the Beach. This will be our uh fifth year doing it and um the Butts on the Beach raises money for the uh Corova Beach Volunteer Fire and Rescue Company. So we put on in the past years what we've done is we actually cooked the uh, a pig out on the beach and uh we serve food we'll have raffles we have cornhole and all that kind of stuff hang out on the beach and all the money that we raise we donate to the uh to the fire company down there to help them out with anything that they need as far as they're trying to build a new um station down on swan beach so they're raising funds for that and they they basically take care of that whole beach down there and the Four, uh, four-wheel off-road community back in Corova, which is in the northern part of the Outer Bank. So, um, you know, we do what we can. We love being down there. So, you know, we do what we can to help uh, raise money for the communities and so forth. And um, that's one thing when we went into the Jeep Club, we didn't want to be, so to speak, a one-trick pony. We didn't want to be just 
you know, going to the beach all the time or just rock crawling or something like that. Especially once we got to a certain point and we got to the point where we had a following, we kind of looked at it like we could do good with what we have. Right on. Let's do good for the communities around us. And I think, you know, that's where we started with, uh, we actually started with doing um, small um, Jeep shows and we raised money for Children's Miracle Network. Um, I think the last one we did for them, um, we raised $5,000 for uh, Children's Miracle Network. And then that's when we came and the Outer Banks Jeep Jam was kind of uh, dropped in uh, to our lap. And we said, hey, let's do this. And it was an opportunity to really do some great for the community. And um, we got on board with the Outer Banks Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, who stepped up to the plate and became partners with us in that event. And they tie into Butts on the Beach because they are this year, they are our sponsor for the event. So they'll, they'll be sponsoring the event to help us raise money for the for the fire company. Um, and Joe and them at the, the bank, uh, Outer Banks uh, Jeep dealership, I mean, they fit right in with us. I mean, they, they do the, all the uh, off-road accessories and stuff like that. So they're a perfect partner for us in, in our Jeep club. And we couldn't ask for, you know, like a better partner for helping us. And, and you know, you talk about the two months that it took us to put on the first Jeep jam. Um, we couldn't have done it without their help and support. We couldn't have made it as big as it was without their help and support. And so, you know, it's people like that that also are like-minded about helping the community and so forth that, you know, really make good partners when you're doing these type of events. Heck yeah. You guys did amazing. And I'm sure butts on a beach will be just that. Now I want to dial it back a little bit. So this whole uh, Corona thing, COVID, whatever you want to call it, you know, zombie apocalypse that just happened. You were one of the right. first clubs that I saw anywhere on social media that really said, we got to do something. And as far as getting people to, hey, okay, we're going to respect the rules that are out there, social distance and all that. But uh, you guys had kind of a Jeep meet. You had everything separated. You had markings because you knew the important thing was we still need to socialize. I just love that fact. I mean, you're not a group that says, hey, we're community and it's not a byline. You guys actually acted out. You saw something that was a need and you acted on it. And I think that's very honorable, man. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. The uh, now yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to, just going to say we do, you know, because of the uh, the COVID thing and so forth, we do have a few changes this year for butts on the beach that we haven't done in the past. Like I said, like in the past, we always cooked a pig right out on the beach. And uh, because of the, the COVID thing and everything, we're actually doing catering this year so that, uh, you know, it'd be catered by Suey's so they'll be bringing the food out and stuff like that. So we won't be preparing and serving it like we've done in the past. We will be serving food, but it will already be individually, you know, packaged and so forth and ready to go. But Sui's barbecue, I don't know if you ever had it or not, but it's good barbecue. So, you know, it'd be top notch food. Yeah, man. And you know, it's just, you know, regardless of how you feel about it, I think as long as you focused on what's important, if that's something like, Again, like the whole masking thing, everything else. Like, you know, hey, you know, I have my own, own opinion about it, but 
again, hey, if it gets people together and it allows us to do something positive, et cetera, we'll get through that part of it and we'll make sure to focus on the positive. You guys are focused on doing something for your community fire department and given how much work that they do, the dangers they take on, et cetera, on a daily basis during without COVID. Yeah, I think that's extremely honorable that you do that. Now, if someone wants to get a hold of your club, someone wants to join, how would they do that? The best way to find us would be on Facebook. That's where we do most of our uh, our chatting and stuff like that. And it's actually a uh, Going Coastal G Club Facebook page. Um, going would be just G O I N, no G on the backside of it. We contra um, here. Coastal G Club, and um, we uh, also have a website, GoingCoastalGClub.com. And if they want to find out more information on Butts on the Beach, we have a a website, buttsonthebeach.net, where they can get tickets and so forth. Yeah, all right, man. Hey, you know, I'm going to see if I can do something for you guys to throw in your raffle. I'm going to hit up some of my guys and see if I can get you something. You know, I'm pretty sure I can probably pull some grab bars for you or or whatever. Um, But I'll make sure to get something to you from Route 16 and uh, one of our, you know, sponsored brands and and get you something for your raffle you're definitely going to probably have out there and raise some money for those great firefighters and stuff. And remember, we're always uh, available for you. So anything we can do for you too, reach out and everything. Um, I really appreciate you doing this, man. I know it was kind of like on the fly this weekend, got a hold of you and, and uh, taking up a little bit of your time in the evening this week. But I really appreciate you doing it. Thank you so much. We'll have your info in the show notes. Appreciate you coming by. All right. I really appreciate you having me on. And of course, I will send out a personal invitation to you to come on down and be my guest. Yeah, absolutely, man. I would love to do that. It's kind of it's kind of deer season right then and there, dude. I gotta kind of worry balance that. Yeah, one out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, kind of. I kind of get that, but you know. <laughs> yeah, hey, if I'm really successful early, yeah, I might just pop up. I do. Right. I'm, I'm trying to like you know split my time. I got I got too many hobbies. No, I don't have enough hobbies. Really, right. let's, just get, let's just be honest. There's no, there's no such thing as too many hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, and you know, likewise. uh, I, there's a lot of different uh, events that I'm I know of outside of the off road, like hunting, fishing, etc. Reach out if you got club members mm-hmm. that are interested. They can always reach the Route One Six Grind. Hit me up. I'll point them in the right direction. If not, I'll, I'll you know help them out myself directly. Uh, definitely want to keep people outside, trying to get them engaged, as well as take up diff- new different challenges and stuff. So appreciate your time, man. Really do. All right, thank you. The Cup of Joe segment is brought to you by C-State Coffee. Have you ever actually drank good coffee? Stop wasting your money on old, stale coffee from the store and make the switch to C-State Coffee. C-State Coffee is a United States Marine Corps veteran-owned and operated roastery selling premium coffee that's roasted on order and delivered fresh to you. Order your coffee today at www.cstatecoffee.com. All right. As you can tell, got some things that we're bringing out here, a little bit, a couple things that are different. Uh, you can tell that I'm going to bring some Liberty Focus items into the picture here. That's one of the big things uh, I want to do with this podcast. I appreciate those of you all who I ran into at the Joe Jurgensen event this past weekend that were Route 16 Grinds listeners. You sought me out. You said hi. Uh, you got my card. You got a decal. And I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much uh, for that. It was really cool seeing you and, and chatting with you guys uh, while I was there. And 
definitely hey, go out there and find out more about this open fields doctrine, y'all. Wherever you listen to the Route 16 grind here in the United States, go out and find out what your state feels about it. And if, I mean, if it doesn't burn you up, it should. I, I just, you don't let yourself get beat down a point where you just don't care. You're like, oh, I don't have a voice. You do have a voice. Believe me, you do. You got to get involved. You got to care. Um, you know, I have kids. I want them to live in a better place. I truly believe that. Uh, I served my country and I, I love this country. And that's a big reason why I want to get involved. And I'm passionate about these freedoms. I'm passionate about these liberties that we have. And that's going to come out in this show and everything that I do. I Again, the reason why I do the outdoor activities that I do, the reason why I like to get out there, I like those freedoms. And I want to continue to have those freedoms. I want every one of you always to have a place that you can go to and you can wheel. And guess what? If you have a piece of property that's yours, you should be able to do what you want to do on it. You want to go ahead and make a you know figure eight track out there and run your ATVs. Why not? Why not? You know, so all sorts of things like that. Why should we not be allowed to hunt on our own property? Why do we need to go get permission to do so? And I get what some of you are saying. Hey, we don't want to lose the population, all that. Neither do these hunters that hunt on their property. Neither do they. Okay. I think there are things that we can bring to the discussion and have some honest conversation about and really bring to light. And that's some things I want to start bringing here. Also, education opportunities. Like we talk about a lot of resourcing, especially in the Jeep world. Obviously, I'm a Jeeper about using this guy's channel or this go to this guy to find out or this gal. She has some good work going on and, and finding those resources to learn how to either upgrade the vehicle that you have, put certain accessories on. Uh, it's, you know, the, the off-road world is very good like that. And I know the hunter world is like that as well. Now, for me, because I got back into it a little over a year ago, I resourced some of these things. I actually went physically to these seminars to ensure I knew what I was doing, and I busted the rust off, if you will. Well, those resources aren't available right now, so what can we do? It is out there, and I'm hoping to bring some of that to you. I'm hoping to bring, if you have an organization, a group, a club that wants to go out, wants to go ahead and you know, let us know what you are doing, you want to come on the Route 16 Grind and talk about it, I'm more than happy to bring you on there. On here, I will be reaching out to a couple of groups uh, here in the near future to to bring them on, talk about their organization. Because I think you know it's something I talked about, and I actually highlighted certain groups that I really connected with that helped me when I got back into the hunting game. That kind of put me on the right path. But you know, those organizations are not the only ones. So I don't want to just uh, put everything in, in one box. And on top of it. What we have out here in North Carolina or the East Coast might be a little bit different than where you're at. So I want to make sure to bring a little bit more a wider range of, of opportunities available to different people. And then obviously with the uh, uh, Rockman and Dirt, we're going to keep running with that. Uh, we will have some more Go Adventure interviews. I kind of uh, was slack in the last couple of weeks. I'm just going to be honest with you on that. Um, my time has been limited with certain things, and I want to make sure to get some of these uh, different organizations and groups that I've promised that I wanted to bring on. We do not have a caller number five yet. We have a Vortex Solo Monocular S105 ready to put in the mailbox and send to you. All you got to do is be caller number five on the Route 16 Grind Hotline. And I'm telling you right now, guys, it, it's super close. So uh, make that phone call. 
and we will put that in mail. Make sure to leave us your contact info as well. If you just make the, uh, what you have to do is basically call us and say, I'm solo, and then pause for a little bit, and then go ahead and tell us who you are, and then your contact information. You just give me your email address if you wish, and I'll email you. We could do that. Okay. So make sure to give a call in. I mean, I, I'm sitting right here. I'm re- looking at it. I have one that I use. In fact, uh, I smoked a uh, pork shoulder uh, like last weekend. Oh, my goodness. It came out. So just to let you guys know about my smoking history. I don't really have in depth. I just start. I, I just, man, I want to get a smoker. My wife got me one a few months back and I smoked, smoked a brisket, came out great. And so this is the second thing in my life I have ever smoked. And some of you guys are like, what? I'm like, yeah, I know, right? So I've been missing out. But anyways, it came out great. So what I did was I put this rub on and I kind of a little bit of things that I mixed in along with something that I bought at the store. And I let it sit in the refrigerator for 24 hours with that rub on. Then I went ahead and put it in my smoker and I let that thing smoke for like four hours. It came out amazing. So back to the whole S105 monocular that Vortex makes, I was using that from my kitchen to look out the window at my smoker to see the temperature. So I don't have one of those high speed thermometers that is Bluetooth and talks to my phone. I ain't there yet. I do have the thermometers that you put in, you close the door and you just let it run and you can see the digital thermometer on the outside. But I'm looking at the thermometer on my smoker and I'm like constantly like every 15 minutes because you guys know temperatures, everything when you're, you're smoking, uh, your, your, you know, meat in your smoker, if you will. So it was, uh, it's something that I use. I haven't used it for scouting yet. I'm going to go scouting this weekend. I didn't talk about it on this podcast, but so me and my friend, uh, his name's Scott, we're going to go out to the Sam Hills game land this Saturday. I'm going to get up stupid early and we're going to go scouting and we're going to look at the dove fields. Hopefully Uh, dove season here in North Carolina starts first week of September. We're going to go out there. We're going to go obviously look at some deer. Uh, We're going to go see if we see some rabbits, squirrels, like a little bit of everything. I mean, uh, we're just going to walk pretty much as much as the game land as we can. He's never been out there, so I want to kind of expose him all different things. And a lot of it's going to be based off of all my times I've already gone out there, rather I was hunting or just scouting. Um, and we're going to use that as a base. So, hey, let's go over here. This is where I saw this t- type of wildlife, et cetera, or this was an area that was a bed down, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to do that Saturday and then Sunday, 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 Sunday. I'm going to go out to the hunting lease uh, that I'm on, and it's my turn to fill the corn feeders. We're going to do that. Got a lot of corn I got to go get, and I was hoping to get another feeder. So I remember, I still need to put up that one deer stand, that double-seated deer stand uh, up. I still need to do that, but I've been looking on Facebook and different you know, open marketplaces and stuff for uh, people that are selling a deer feeder. I found a super awesome one. And the guy just will not get back to me. So I'm thinking it's still posted, but he's already sold it. I might just break down and buy one. I don't know. We'll see. But Sunday, I absolutely need to go out to that property and do that. And then probably when I'm done with that, I'm going to go ahead and put some beef in the smoker and do that and have some nom-nom for the week there. Thank you for joining me here on the Route 1-6 Grind. Remember, if you have an idea or maybe you'd like to contribute to one of the segments, all you got to do, all you have to do is go to route16.com and select contact. And you can let us know what that idea is. How do you get there? R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com and select contact. 
Thanks for listening to the Route 16 Grind. We want to thank our amazing sponsors, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, Sea State Coffee, and Route 16 Off-Road for their support. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just look for Route 16. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X. Or just go to Route16.com. Until next week, plan smart, be safe, and as always, be prepared. I'm so ready to get my hunt on.